Welcome to It's Hard to Be a Leader podcast. I'm your host, Elena Noel, certified NLP practitioner and CEO and author of Inspiring Accountability in the Workplace. Join me on this podcast for brain-based strategies, insights from guest leaders and coaches, and actionable solutions for your real-world leadership challenges. It has never been more challenging to be a leader, but it's hard to give better support to others if you're not receiving enough support yourself. I've helped thousands of leaders improve employee engagement, accountability, and results, and I'm here to support you in navigating today's challenges so you can enjoy being a leader while bringing out the best performance and fulfillment in your employees. If you would like to submit your leadership challenges and get some support from the podcast, we'd love to hear from you. You can submit your questions and challenges at itshardtobealeaderpodcast.com. I originally recorded this as one episode, but I've decided to come back and turn it into two parts. So this first part will be about understanding the science behind accountability. A lot of times we don't even really know what accountability means. And so we will be redefining accountability. I'll give you a more useful and realistic mindset and definition, and we'll look at how the brain helps us or prevents us from getting better results. This will help you get a fresh and new foundation of how to think about accountability. So that when I share the tool in part two, our clear accountability model for clear results, you will have a context of why it's designed to work so well to get better results from your team. So let's get into the episode. So what does it actually mean to hold people accountable? We'll be talking about this from the perspective of a leader in the workplace, but you may find many ways that you can apply this to your personal life as well. So holding someone accountable. I've always thought it was such an odd phrase. Holding, I think of grasping or static, frustrated. It doesn't really have the best connotation, but it is a common phrase that we use. So the phrase itself offers no help in how to do it. And I think many of us can agree that at times it can feel really elusive. So that's what I'm going to share with you in this two-part series. How exactly do you hold someone accountable? So let's start by looking at the definition of accountability. Google defines accountable as of a person, organization, or institution required or expected to justify actions or decisions. So you might notice that the definition is hinged on being required or expected to justify actions or decisions, which is ironically one of leaders' most common complaints about accountability, is that they hear excuses or justifications. And additionally, as an employee or someone on the other end of being held accountable, it doesn't feel good to have to justify or defend. And in fact, that's what leads us to feeling defensive, which triggers our creature brain. So for all of us to have a better experience with accountability, we need to make the definition and what it means more motivating, engaging, and I would say more accurate and useful. We need a more helpful definition of accountable. So here's how inspiring accountability defines accountable. A person engaged in learning the skills, thinking, and actions that are required to achieve a desired result. Let me say that again. A person engaged in learning the skills, thinking, and actions that are required to achieve a desired result. So this is very different than the traditional way we look at accountability, which is this focus on you need to take responsibility for the problem. You need to take ownership of what happened. You need to acknowledge your part and take blame and justify why it happened. But that's looking at the past. It's focusing on the problem. It's not moving us toward what we are actually after, which is better results. So I find it's more useful to look at accountability as a process that we are engaged in, 
where we're learning what we need to learn in order to meet that expectation to be more successful. Something that's often forgotten when it comes to accountability is that what we're really after is better results. Having someone that just takes responsibility for what happened and saying, I'll do better, nothing is changing there. In fact, you might be sparking disengagement with the whole process. Traditional accountability comes in after the problem has already happened, when it's too late for the employee to have already done better. So what's more useful is understanding what do we need to do differently to do better. We need to think about the behavior change that's required to go from the current achieved result we have and the desired result we're looking for. Although it can be useful to understand how we or others have contributed to an issue, traditional accountability will focus on that primarily. But inspiring accountability will only look at what has happened in service of going toward the solution. It's done in a way that keeps people focused on we're moving toward a solution And through only that lens, we're looking back to understand what happened versus this focus on the problem and looking back to figure it out so that someone will take blame and feel badly about how they did something. So I teach and train, would you rather an employee to be accountable for the problem or accountable for the solution? So that's reframe one on accountability is we do not need to make someone feel bad in order to get a better result. In fact, you can probably relate it might be the opposite, right? Yes, fear can motivate, but it certainly does not inspire engagement, at least not long-term and not in creating a better relationship. If anything, it might harm that working relationship. So what we're really after when we say we need to hold someone accountable is we're after getting better results. So if you think about someone that you're struggling with that's not being accountable or that you need to hold accountable, you can use them as an example as we think through this. So currently you have the achieved result, the actual result. They are putting in effort and they're getting this current result. And this result was based on an employee's specific combination of thinking, actions, and skills. Sometimes I generalize that to behavior, the term behavior, but I find it more useful to remember that how they're showing up is a combination of how they're thinking, what actions they're taking, and what skill level they have. These are the three areas that we're going to need to shift if we want to shift the outcome. Different results require different behavior, just like different output requires different input. And this really aligns with how the brain works. So thinking, actions, and skills are the results of different neurons that are associated and have wired together. The brain loves to make associations and meaning. In fact, the brain depends on automating as much as possible through this process of creating these neuroassociations. When this happens, we do this, and that's how we're able to function without having to figure out every single behavior we do all day long. So let's say I get asked to do something. My brain will hear that input and that request, and it will say, ah, we know what to do to respond to that. It'll be a combination of thinking, actions, and skills. And then the brain will run that response program. It will say, ah, you asked for this. Here's our code for that. This is the output done. So we're going to have to interrupt that pattern, that program, that kind of set of code and those associated neurons in order to make that input prompt in me different behavior, different thinking, actions, and skills to do something differently. So you may have heard the phrase neurons that wire together fire together. And the more these associated neurons fire together, the stronger and quicker the distance between input and output becomes, meaning that the best predictor of future behavior is the most recent behavior, unless the neuroassociations have changed. 
So it's just like any computer program or any code. If you're not updating the code, you're not going to get a different executed result. And how do you get a different result? How do you change what happens between input and output? That difference is learning. Learning is what is between the achieved result and the desired result. We'll be walking through how do you facilitate this required learning? How do you facilitate an employee changing those neuroassociations so that when you give them a task or you make a request or set an expectation, that they can have different output? So this takes us to an important highlight that I hope you can infuse in how you think about accountability. And that is, we have to, as humans, and also your employees, we have to know what to do differently before the moment we need to do it differently. Otherwise, if we find ourselves in that heat of the moment where we need to make a different choice, we need to change that output, we're more likely to rerun it if we haven't thought through what to do differently before that moment we need to do it differently. It's just how the brain works. The brain is focused on automation, and we have to be proactive in shifting that before the moment that code gets executed. So we have to change the neuroassociations before we go into the same situation that will call upon similar thinking, actions, and skills. And I'll teach you how to do that, how to have that accountability conversation that is truly facilitating learning so that you can get better results realistically, more sustainably. And this is why Inspiring accountability helps you learn how to have those conversations when someone says, okay, yeah, I got it. You're right. I'll remember next time. There's actually no learning in there. There may be sincerity in wanting to do it better, but if that learning isn't happening, the best of intentions there do not translate into the learning that the brain needs to do it differently next time. So inspiring accountability leaders, they do not take the bait of, oh, yeah, got it. Oh, sure. It didn't happen this time or that time, but I'll do it this time for sure. We are going to still facilitate the learning to ensure that this employee is set up for the real change that's needed to get the real different result. So to have a new set of neurons respond to a similar request, whatever an employee is not delivering on to your satisfaction, you have to interrupt the old pattern and the neuron group before they're back at that task. And leaders are crucial here to helping facilitate this learning. Yes, as humans and your employees, we are capable of figuring these things out ourselves. In fact, that is a bit of an expectation, right? It's like, I shouldn't have to be figuring everything out for them. That's why they're in this role. And so many roles are about problem solving. But there's a couple elements that have made that kind of hands-off, they should be able to be doing all this on their own that have made that belief a little more problematic today. So if you're having a reaction like, why do I have to do this? They should be able to do this. One thing to remember is you don't have to do this with everything. You only need to bring in inspiring accountability when something is stuck. When you've tried your best, you've had the conversations or you've mentioned it however many times and you're still not getting the results you need. That is your sign that there's a stuckness that they're going to need your leadership on to help break through. So this is not going to be for everything. That would be exhausting. This is just going to be for those toughest areas that they need to improve upon. And to be honest, the only way through for them to actually get a better result, especially when what you've tried hasn't worked, is to help them by facilitating learning. So if they are not able to do it themselves, then you may as well step in. And I'll give you an easy framework with our clear accountability model for clear results to help you be able to get them through that stuck period. So a second fact around this is that new learning can be hard to originate on one's own because we are just using our own brain. We're in a vacuum of sorts. So if we have certain ideas or at times 
limitations around how we're thinking, what actions we feel like are our options, or whatever our skill level is, depending on the reasons that they're not getting the desired result, it's hard sometimes for us to imagine what we haven't done before. So many of us need that prompt in a supportive way to break through doing what we've always done. And to be honest, this can be a lot easier with the support of someone who may have more experience or can see a bigger picture. So usually, leaders in the workplace, a leader may have more experience, more context than the employee who is struggling. And so they need you to help them create this new critical thinking to expand what they know, to prompt them in new ways. But just remember, it's not for everything. So it's just for those most stuck challenges. And when you teach them how to think using the Clary model, they're going to become more self-sufficient. The questions that you ask employees are the questions you teach them to ask themselves. So you'll see how that approach not only facilitates learning, but it is going to help change their brain to be thinking in new ways. And so back to this challenge we're having of, well, why aren't they just able to do this? Why can't they just figure it out? Another change I've seen in the last couple years is that more and more of us are experiencing burnout. And part of that burnout is from having to figure out so much. So a lot of us are burnt out from the pandemic and more specifically from all of the uncertainty and things we were trying to figure out during that time. So I would argue that a lot of humans and employees need a little more help and a little more support in figuring things out and not being completely alone when those things get tough. Because I think our resilience has been challenged and is maybe not as high as it once was. And so if you feel like your employees might be burnt out, you can do them a great service as a leader in supporting them. And we'll answer that, how do you do that, in part two. So let's come back to our definition of accountable, a person engaged in learning the skills, thinking, and actions that are required to achieve a desired result. And this means that inspiring accountability is defined as the empowering actions a leader takes to facilitate the learning an employee requires to achieve a desired result. I'll say that again. The empowering actions a leader takes to facilitate the learning an employee requires to achieve a desired result or meet your expectations satisfactorily. So if you're not getting the results you need or an employee isn't meeting expectations, the most useful response you can have is, let me help them learn what they need to learn in order to achieve different results. So how do we help them learn? I'll share that clear accountability model with you in part two, but let's first recap what we've covered today. We learned that the traditional definition of accountable expects or requires people to justify and how this has created that classic defensiveness that leaders and employees dislike. But that's because traditional accountability focuses on the problem. But inspiring accountability focuses on the solution, on what we need to do to get a better result. I shared how the inspiring accountability definition of accountable focuses on the process of learning what needs to change to get that changed result, how different results require different behavior, and taking blame does not engage us in this process. So we've learned that we have to know what to do differently before the moment we need to do it differently. And if we haven't updated those associated neurons that produce behavior, then we can't realistically expect that we will get new behavior. We also talked about how most of the time we're responsible for figuring out many parts of our job. That is a key component, problem solving, or coming up with new and innovative ways to do things. And that is a very fair expectation but that the level of burnout in the last few years has really decreased our ability to live in figure-it-out land for too long. 
this is a space for leaders to really step into their leadership to support the necessary learning on those most stuck accountability challenges. Because sometimes it's not figuring it out. It's actually learning something new or thinking in a new way. And we often need resources outside of ourselves to get out of our own limits. And that leaders are a huge and crucial asset here because you often have more experience in your tenure or a bigger perspective because you may be higher up the hierarchy. So in the end, it's actually easier, more effective, and more useful for your goal in getting better results to help facilitate this learning. So in conclusion, that leads us to defining accountability as the empowering actions a leader takes to facilitate the learning an employee requires to achieve a desired result. So now that you understand the science behind getting better results, up next in part two, I'll share the tool that we use to answer the, but how do you actually do that? The episode is up now, so you can take a little time to process what you've listened to today, or you can jump right in. I'll see you there. Thank you so much for joining me today. I welcome your questions and your feedback. So you can go to itshardtobealeaderpodcast.com and submit your questions or accountability challenges. I would love to answer them on the podcast. There's a lot in here today, so feel free to listen to it again and please share with other leaders you know. You can find out more about me, Elena Noel, check out the book and other workshops and services at inspiringaccountability.com. Together, let's work with what makes us human and make work and the world a better place. We'll see you next time. Thank you.